Love Yahweh. Again, the opportunity that you present and give and allow for me to share something that you have given to me and you have me to share with anyone that would hear and listen to the words and seek your truth, your knowledge, and your wisdom, Father God. Abba Yahweh. Aman. The Suaman. Paraklitos Aman. So, um, I will, I do this every now and again. Um, and I really, really, I'm going to share this with you again. And I know that God is appreciating it because he likes them as well. But these contemporary artists and the um, lyrics that they put together. And again, I'm just going to remind you that I don't get any kind of sponsorship for them. I'm not doing a commercial for them. And I wouldn't take the money even if they offered it. So this is, I'm doing this because God asked me to do it. And I am in contract with my Heavenly Father, albeit a blank that I signed. And there will be, as I've shared with you before, those that will just, they can't figure out why I would do something like that. Well, because he's my Heavenly Father, and because he made everything, and because he takes care of me, and because of these two songs that I was listening to in my in my practicing his presence and and being in his hearness and weeping because I was really listening to what they were saying. And I, I've shared this with you before, is that many people will jump in an elevator and they can tell that there's some kind of elevator music going on. They hear it piped in, it's in the background. They can't, it's kept very low so it doesn't, it's not bothersome. But if you listen, you can hear what's being played and you can actually hear the lyrics and you know the song. You don't just hear about it. You haven't just heard about it. You know the song. This is the same thing I try to remind you all listening out there, hearing what I'm telling you, but listen to what I say and you will know God, you will know the Lord, you will know the Holy Spirit. You just hadn't heard about them from somebody that's sharing with you and telling you about them, or maybe you pick up a book now and then, or maybe you hear some commentator talking about it, so you know about them. You will learn to know and you will seek after that which He gives, and that is truth, knowledge, and wisdom that He gives a abundant measure of, more than you can imagine, and freely so. He doesn't ask anything at all. I'm starting to get wound up and excited here. Hold on there, Bob Louie. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. I get excited for a reason. That's very... I love this song, and this is this is from a contemporary Christian group, and I will go ahead and share their name because this is um, this is laudation, and this is a good thing. But um, this group, the Newsboys, why do they call them that? Why do they Why did they come up with that name? Well, I'm going to share with you. The Newsboys, 
You know what the word gospel means. And if you hadn't been listening to me before, I'll go ahead and share with you what it means. Gospel comes from the Latin. And the word gospel means good news. Okay? Gospel is Latin phrase means good news. So, the Bible, the word of God, and you have all these... Um, theological wizards and all these individuals that have decided that they're going to break the Bible into two parts. You have the New Testament, the Old Testament, and the gospel, which pertains to Jesus Christ, as if it's something new. Well, I'm going to share with you some more. Jesus Christ actually appears several times in the Old Testament. I mean physically manifests himself on this plane of existence. I will... One very prominent that you can find if you go back to the book of Daniel and you see where Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, which at the time Israel was in captivity from that king for 70 years, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, young Hebrews, were in captivity and they stayed in Babylon for 77 years. And they refused to bow down to the idols and the statues that were built and created by Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't get confrontational, they didn't fight with his counselors and all that stuff. They just refused to do it. They said, hey, we're going to pray and eat and worship the way we always have. And after Nebuchadnezzar went away, there was Circes who then really liked Daniel. And you have to understand something that, that in these situations that these men were put into, that they were actually taken care of pretty well. Joseph in Egypt was made a chancellor or a regent and answered only to Pharaoh. Everyone in Egypt had to answer to Joseph because God took care of Joseph. God honored his life. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Anzariah, they're Hebrew names, by the way, not Mishael, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. I remember singing that song when I was a young kid and um, and then learning that those were actually Babylonian names that were given to them and their Hebrew names were taken away from them. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego are names of false Babylonian deities. And their Hebrew names were stripped from them and they were given those names, but they didn't ever respond to them. Just like Daniel was called Batashazar. He didn't respond to it. So when people called to them and they didn't turn around and talk to them, they'd have to slap themselves in the forehead and go, oh, that's right. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Hanzariah. Then they would turn around and they would respond. That's not confrontational. That's just being honoring of their Hebrew names, which they said that they were going to keep. They, they told them that they would not respond to Babylonian names and that they would not respond in particular to names that were given to them of false deities. 
that that would be disrespectful to Abba Yahweh, and they weren't going to do it. So, that being said, let's tally-ho into this. So that's all about good news. Um, good news happens to be the entire Bible, not just the separation as the theological wizards and certain commentators would like to separate. And they even have decided that there are greater prophets and lesser prophets because the lesser prophets didn't write more than one book and they didn't write, uh, there's a couple of them that actually only wrote one, one chapter in there and that's it, uh, one letter. But here's the deal. Uh, I shared with you earlier, and I'm going to share with you and remind you again, that anyone can be a prophet. What is a prophet? A prophet is one who listens specifically to the word of God and is not just going and listening to Bible teaching, does that as well. But God is speaking to that person in particular and the Holy Spirit is having them to go to someone or speak about something because it needs and warrants attention. And anyone can do it. If you lean in and listen to the word of God, listen to him speak. Remember, he speaks in a still small voice a lot of times. And he doesn't yell at you. He talks to you. He talks to you gently. He talks to you like a loving father. And says, I want you to go tell somebody. Um, that See that person sitting over there on the far side of the auditorium? They have that bright pink sweater on. She's got some trouble coming. And I want you to go talk to her. And you just tell her that I'm going to be with her. I'm going to hold her hand. And I'm going to take care of her and her children. And her name is Ruby. Go talk to Ruby. You tell her that I know what she's feeling. I feel what's in her heart. And I will be her God. So here's the important thing. You don't go running over to Ruby and say, hey, 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 God told me to come and tell you this. No, 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 no. Why don't you want to do that? Because that's what that word, remember that long fancy word that I shared? If you weren't listening, I used a long fancy word. It's called aggrandizement. And what you just did was that very thing that you don't want to do. Because now you're making yourself out to be really important. And you are because you're taking a message from God. But you're making yourself more important than that person and the message itself. You're vaunting yourself to be in a higher position than the facts tell. Don't do that. If you're carrying the word of God, you know how important it is. You know that it's important and you know that that person that he pointed you to is also important and that's all you need to do. That's all you need to know. You don't need to go making a great big production so that the whole congregation turns and looks at you running over there I got a word of God, I got a word of God, I got a word of God, Ruby, 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 and you'll make a big production out of it. That'll probably be the very last thing that God ever has you do. Yes, that's so, because you didn't do it the way he wanted you to do it. 
You did it the way you wanted to do it. Don't make a production out of it. You understand? It's important. And it's going to be a production enough once you tell that person, once they break down into tears and realize that you did bring something specifically for them. And then they're going to realize by the glory of God in the way you present it and that you prophesy to them truthfully, richly, and honestly from God and not from yourself. They're going to know how important they are. And they are going to know that Abba, Yahweh, is watching because he sent you to bring something to them. And that something was something out of his treasury. Every word and everything that I share with you, I told, I've shared with you before, I'll share with you again. It's, I saw this, it was a dream that he allowed me to have. And this was way back when, when he was first getting me established in this. And I went up to this building and, and I, I sort of kind of knew what it was. I, I did and wasn't quite sure, but I did. And the door was enormous. There was no way, shape or form that I was going to put my hand on that door and by myself open it. The angel that was standing gave me a nod and put his hand on the door and just pushed it open. Just pushed it right open. And when I walked in, I could not see the back wall. I could not see the wall to my left. I could not see the wall to my right. And I looked up and I couldn't see the ceiling. And it was filled with shelves upon shelves of gems and jewels and precious metals. And the whole place glistened. It was glistening so bright, it was hurting my eyes. And he allowed me to take a basket and I reached my arm in and I swept off one of the shelves and I pulled these gems and, and, and treasure into this basket and I walked out with it. I didn't get checked for a hall pass. I didn't get checked to see if I had a note of permission. I just swept it off and I started to walk out. When I looked over my shoulder, that very same shelf that I just swept all that into the basket, it was bubbling up as if this more gems and jewels and everything were coming up out of an artesian well. In case you don't know what that is, that's just it just bubbles up out of the ground. And then people are, they have ideas where it comes from, but they're not certain. And most of the time, artesian wells are very fresh, really nice drinking water. So, wow, the Holy Spirit just enlightened me to something there that we are sharing. Wow, okay. The treasure is the word in living water that comes from the word of God. And the word of God is who? Jesus. Remember, John shared that in John 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was in God. And the word was manifest and made flesh. Jesus. So when I scraped off that treasure into the basket, that is the word that I am permitted to bring out of that treasury and share with you. And it just bubbles up again. That's, that's how plentiful the resources of our Lord God are. So let me continue and get to this. And this is, I, I love this. Now, this is... Um, This song is 
I think this was one of the members of the band, Billy James Foot. But it's a song that is presented by the Newsboys. I think that's an interesting name that they have taken, and I know I went off on a wild ride. I hope you all were holding on. Um, the Newsboys, having to do with the gospel, having to do with the good news, and that's what the word gospel means, the good news. That's all it means, good news. And it shouldn't be a separation between the Old Testament and New Testament that these commentators and these theological wizards have decided and the deciding of who the prophets are greater and lesser prophets. Prophets are prophets. They're bringing the word of God. God's, <laughs> how you determine, okay, this word from God is lesser because it's not, it's going to that guy or that woman. So it's not so important. No, it is. It's the word of God. Cut it out. You two are all, you all are just too wrapped up in yourselves. But anyway, this song is called You Are My King. And um, <sighs> I'm liable to fall apart here. So bear with me. Keep me in the saddle so we can keep riding. Because if I fall apart, I'm liable to fall off. Anyway, these lyrics for these two songs I'm going to share are really, really powerful and important. And I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Don't just hear the word. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I am accepted because you were condemned. I am alive and I am well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Because you died and you rose again. Amazing love. How can it be that you, you, my king, died for me? You should die for me. You're my king. Amazing love, and I know it's true. It's my joy and my honor to you. And all I do to honor you, I am forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I am alive and well, your spirit is within me because you died and you rose again. Amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, should die for me? It's my joy to honor you and all I do to honor you and all I do to honor you. You are my king. You are my king. Jesus, you are my king.
Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, should die for me? I told you I'm starting to fall apart because if you were listening, you'd totally get it. This man, the only begotten son of God, who by the grace of the Holy Spirit came to this plane of existence and was born by a virgin woman, a young woman who had never known a man And Mary was called the handmaiden of God. It was his handmaiden because she honored God. She worshiped God. She obeyed God. She followed his tenets all her days. And she knew that she was going to be carrying the only begotten son of God. She knew. And how powerful a statement is that for this young woman? Who would know? She knew. She knew what was coming. She know, she knew what was happening. She knew that he was going to be crucified. Didn't exactly know when. But as he tried to explain to her when he showed up at the wedding party for her very good and dear friend, and he turned the water to wine. But as he told his mother, he goes, woman, what has this to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And she just looked at him. And of course, his mom, she said, if not now, then when? And he just looked at her and, and I'm sure that he felt that motherly love that she had for him all the time. Even when she scolded him when he was missing for, when they were heading to Egypt and he was in the temple and Joseph had to kind of point out to her, she was very, she was beside herself with agitation because Jesus had disappeared. And he was in the temple and he was teaching he was not he was barely 10 and he was teaching the elders and spoke with authority where did that authority come from that authority came from the gospel of the lord god almighty his heavenly father our heavenly father so i'm going to share another song and uh, try to get through this one without falling apart. <laughs> I, I can't help it though. They're very, they're very, they're unsettling, not to the point of, of being agitated, but unsettling because I'm unable to just absolutely sit and remain totally calm and, and not be not be beside myself with absolute joy and not be, not be weeping and crying and feeling the emotion well up inside of me. And that's what I mean by that. Not that it's 
unsettling and that uh, I get agitated and, and uncomfortable. It's, it's very comfortable and just makes me want to make sure that I'm doing more to be about the word of God. And as I look back, I can go along with, with the words that these young men sang. But here's the thing. I, I also can't go back in, in my thought process and be remorseful and be, because God's forgiven me. And my son's mother forgiven me. And... Um, Other individuals, I've gone to make sure that I settled with them, and some I have not because I don't even know where they are. Uh, but I've made every opportunity, taken every opportunity that I could possibly do this. But th this is important because this is a very powerful message by these young men too. It's called "We Are Messengers." I like their music. I like their songs. I like their voices. Here I am, God. I'm the chief of sinners. Pretending that I'm not, but who am I kidding? You already know the truth. So why would I lie to you? You don't need my pride. You don't need my excuses. Without the blood of Jesus, the best in me is useless. I am unqualified for heaven. But you said I'm forgiven. Jesus, friend of sinners, your heart is full of grace. You loved me long before I wanted to change. Jesus, friend of sinners, your table is where I find that someone just like me can sit by your side. The friend of sinners is a friend of mine. Here I am, God, with my heart expecting another disappointment and rejection, but you swing the doors open wide. And you say, come in and find a meal prepared of bread and wine, the body and the blood of Christ who gave it all to give me life forever Jesus, a friend of sinners, your heart is full of grace. Love me long before I wanted to change. Jesus, friend of sinners, your table is where I find that someone just like me could sit by your side. The friend of sinners is a friend of mine. The friend of sinners is a friend of mine. I started to go again. It can't be helped because it's true. 
What was Jesus thinking when he came here? When he stepped off the throne that he was quite comfortable in, I'm sure. He was sitting on the throne, sitting in heaven. And when God said, you know, I don't really want to do to them like we did before. I don't want to flood the planet. I don't want to fire down hail and brimstone. We'll take care of that later. And I don't want any of that. Said what I would rather do is I would rather give them an opportunity to repent. I'd rather give them the opportunity to say, forgive me and say, but you know, it's going to be a hard thing to do because that means a sacrifice without hesitation. There was no debate. Jesus just said, I'll go. I'll do it. Knowing how much love for us there is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and have it more abundantly. And here's the thing that individuals get all crosswise and crooked about. Abundantly thinks that they're going to have a mansion. Abundantly they think that they're going to be rich and they have boats and all this stuff. Well, that's not what abundance means. Abundance just means that you have and are given all that you need. And in most cases from God, it's more. God provides what we need might not always be what we want or what we think that we want or what we think we need, but God knows. I look around here now and I can't, I, I, I'm stymied by the difference that God has allowed and brought into my life. And starting out so distraught and so, I feel stronger, I feel better, I feel mightier, I feel so the blessings that God has just poured into me and and uh, <laughs> my service dogs, they look at me when I get really wound up in this. They're like, oh, here he goes again. But that's okay because they already know. They know that God brought us together. I have them in my life and I'm in their life for a reason. They're both rescues. Um. But I look around and these things that God has provided and given. Truly, truly blessed. So, you are in my prayers. Am I going out? Am I coming in? I appreciate the allowance of my uh, sharing those songs with you. I mean, it, it, I had to. I couldn't not. I was listening and just uh, overcome with 
joy. It's just, it's um, powerful. I like what he does. I like what God does. I have brothers and sisters here in my prayers, my going out and my coming in every day. Be blessed.